Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 19 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with author Sophie Stern. Welcome to the podcast, Sophie. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm doing great. What about you? I'm doing well too. I'm excited to chat with you, especially since you write paranormal romance Ooh. and all that fun stuff. I'm a, I'm a lover of. Does that mean you're a, a fan of vampires? I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vampires, shifters, you name it. I'm in for it. Um, still learning to get into the alien stuff, but we'll figure. We'll okay. talk later about that. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe but, I'll um, be able to uh, persuade you to pick one up. Oh, I, I'm sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing and how you got started? Okay, absolutely. So I've been writing for a long time. I think I'm one of those writers who I think most writers are like, oh, I've been writing my whole life. That's definitely me. Um, but I started publishing about 12 years ago. And I used to publish nonfiction books. And then I decided, you know what, I really love romance, I think I'm gonna give it a go and, and try it out. And I loved it. And so I've been writing romance for about eight years now, I think it's been a while. And I do like to write a lot of paranormal, a lot of sci-fi, contemporary. Um, if it involves people falling in love, I will write it. <laughs> That's awesome. When I was going through your website, um, there's a line right there and it's right at the beginning. Like it's like, has your name and then right underneath it, she's not a princess. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time when I'm writing, I love having characters who, even if they like to be pampered, they're not super weak. Like I don't really like the idea of, you know, a princess waiting to be saved, like hanging out in the tower, just waiting for someone to come rescue her. I absolutely love stories where the princess saves herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm all for that, by the way. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. I like that. Yeah, I'd like the, the heroines to be, you know, sassy and, you know, sarcastic and smart and things like that. But, you know, not needing the hero. It's nice to have the hero, but not needing them. So yeah. If they're around, yeah, it needs more, right? Yeah, I would agree. It's kind of like a perk, not necessarily a requirement for her own independence and happiness and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So why paranormal? So that's a really interesting question. So it's kind of funny looking back, like when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to read like ghost books or like animorphs or um, goosebumps like that was all like banned <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> And as I got older, I was like, but I'm really interested in this, right? Like, I love the idea of like people who can, you know, shapeshift into monsters or vampires and, you know, things that most normal people are like, well, that's definitely not real. <laughs> but what if it was? And so that really launched my kind of exploration into writing paranormal romance. I like it because there's always that layer of mystery. Um, so I have a series out called Shifters of Rar County, and each of those books is a fake relationship trope. And I had such a good time with that series because in every single book, you know, the guy would be like, I have a terrible secret. I'm a polar bear. And she'd be like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe you're really a polar bear. And it was just really, really fun for me. And I think I think that's the biggest thing. I think with paranormal, it's just it's sexy and it's spicy and there's a mystery, but it's also just really fun. 
Yeah. And I think you can also get away a little bit more with some of the, maybe the Insta love too. Yeah, I would agree. You know, so. Absolutely. Because you can do the whole, you know, faded mates trope. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have a little bit more uh, flexibility and you can have that, that, you know, raw passion that in a normal human relationship might be unhealthy, <laughs> but <laughs> he's a polar bear, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny too that you mentioned you polo beer. I think um, years ago, when as romance continued to get popular and popular, specifically in the paranormal side, we usually just had shifters into like traditional werewolves. Yeah, and then we got into like bears, tigers, and I think someone even writes a squirrel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. do, yes. So, what are your kind of some of your favorite animals to for your shifters to trance into? Okay, so I do tend to do a lot of bears. Like I just, I really love bears. I'm kind of a bear person. Um, So I have a lot of polar bears and I wrote one book where there was like cinnamon bear and a black bear and that sort of thing. But I also really love dragons. And the ultimate favorite that I've ever done though was I wrote a red panda book. And that was super fun because I didn't really know that much about red pandas before I wrote it. So I got to kind of go down like a YouTube rabbit hole of (laughs) learning about them and, you know, what kind of characteristics is this character going to have that kind of reveals that she's a red panda. So that was really uh, very fun for me. That's too cute and adorable. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's sexy. (laughs) I think it depends. I think you said she. So it's usually, it's one of those, I think we readers tend to be like, for the male shifters, we need them to be like polar bears, tigers, dragons. For the heroine, you know, red pandas are fantastic. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad you agree. I'm glad you approve because that was, that was fun. Yeah. I think that it's just, again, kind of appealing to that whole more feminine, sweeter side. But then again, like I said, other author there that people were like what about a squirrel and she wrote a squirrel and it's the hero who gets into be a squirrel so i mean there's something for everybody right yeah absolutely well that's the fun thing you know i was at a book event a couple years ago and i had somebody come up to my table and they were like do you have any elephant shifters like i just really love elephants and i'm looking for elephant shifters and i didn't (laughs) and i actually (laughs) still don't i need to write one but i was like that's so interesting that everybody has something that they are passionate about and something that they want to see in a book yeah i did see this tiktoker one time talk about the whole shifting into an animal and they were like i don't think i would want to either be reincarnated or shift into like a dangerous animal i think i would just want to do like a dog or a cat and end up in a good home (laughs) that gets pets and and fed on a timely schedule (laughs) and i'm like smart i'm there for that (laughs) that actually sounds really relaxing just have somebody take care of you Mm -hmm. you're safe you get to be in a warm house absolutely definitely in the reincarnation like next my next life cat at a good home (laughs) at a good home it has to you have to have that caveat you know, because with my luck, I'll be like an alley cat trying to figure out where to eat. And I'm like, no. no. Y'all mangy. Yeah, too <laughs> feral. Like, mm, yeah, it's like, yeah. I remember that one time? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's you, also, you also mentioned um, and immediately went with vampires. What was it or is it about vampires that made you like want to write it specifically in a romance? Ooh, okay. Another great question. So one thing I like about vampires, just like you know, in vampire lore in general, is they're just very passionate and often overdramatic. 
And I really think that's very interesting and kind of fun to write because a lot of times, you know, if you're into like vampire horror, like horror movies or books or whatever, those vampires are very over the top and aggressive. And I think with romance, you kind of get to see like the softer side of that too. Like, okay, they're really mean and powerful and strong, but they're also like overly sad when something very small happens like they have a slightly bad day and it's just it just ruins their whole day and they're very broody about it um so just getting to play with those really strong emotions I think is really interesting and fun and then of course you know the limitations of well they have to drink blood and that always presents a lot of really interesting um story elements that you can kind of wrap together because it's a really real problem that vampires have no matter what the book is yeah sourcing of the food <laughs> sourcing. <laughs> oh my god I love that <laughs> uh, I'm taking notes I'll be using that word in my next book <laughs> can you imagine having that conversation with a bunch of new vampire friends like so hey where do you source your food from yeah where do you get it what's going on what's, what's the best restaurant around here good <laughs> Well, we're responsible for when we get our, you know, our intake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ethical everyone, and all everyone, that. Everyone's out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself having to get in a specific kind of mindset prior to starting to write your your stories when you're doing so many different genres? I mean, you have paranormal, contemporary, science fiction, and fantasy, which all have very different elements of storytelling involved. Do you find yourself that you have to get into a specific mindset or different snacks I don't know <laughs> Ooh, different snacks different drinks yeah, all right <laughs> I don't necessarily have to be in like a certain mood to write a certain thing and I do it's true I do write a lot of different genres for me I just you know really I tend to be one of those people who really immerses myself in the story so I don't necessarily need to do anything special um as far as like you know having like my writing setup or my snacks or my drinks or whatever. Um, I kind of just sit down and I'm like, all right, this is what I'm doing today. This is, you know, the characters that I get to meet and hang out with. So for me, it's just, um, I have so many different stories bouncing around in my head that I don't really have to do anything special to kind of jump around. And I think that I really love just the flexibility of being able to do that. If that makes sense. No, totally. But you ever sit down and start writing, you're like, okay, it's going to be contemporary. And then all of a sudden, the shifter appears, and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> okay, I actually don't. This actually not happened to me um, just because I, t- I tend to outline now, and I didn't in the past. Like when I first started, I, do, I did have one book where like halfway through it like turned into like a paranormal, and I was not planning that. So now I always outline. <laughs> I'm like, no, I got to know. I got to know what characters I'm going to see in this in this story. So for your fantasy romance, what are those like if someone has yet to read one of your books? Because fantasy has such a broad definition, right? It does. It does. So I've done some urban fantasy. Um, I have an urban fantasy called um, By Hook or By Wolf. And it's about a thief. And she falls in love with, you know, spoilers, but a group of wolf shifters who catch her so it's kind of like a it's paranormal and urban fantasy mixed together and then I have a couple of books that are more high fantasy um with you know dragons and swords and orcs and goblins and you know wandering wandering princess through the woods that sort of thing 
So that's kind of, that's kind of fun too. Do you have a favorite genre that you like to read when it comes to romance? I think I like to escape into my paranormal urban fantasies and fantasy okay. ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's sometimes, I, I mean, I love all romance and, but sometimes I'm not reading of the contemporary where, you know, she's an intern. I'm like, man, in my internship had that kind of a guy in my, <laughs> in my <laughs> office space. And then my boss is everyone. No. Um, and so you kind of do a little bit of the comparison and you're like, you kind of stop for a minute. And so with a paranormal, you kind of have that element of, well, yeah, I mean, it, potentially you don't know. Who knows, right? Like you were saying, I don't know if my next door neighbor is a, a dinosaur, you know, shifter or a dragon or anybody <laughs> else for that matter. And But what fun would it be? Yeah. <laughs> or oneself, you know, you become a certain age, fill in the blank of the age, and then, or you do something and you figure out, oh, I have magical powers now. What am I, <laughs> I going to do with this? <laughs> I you love know? that so much. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for that uh, author to write that heroine that's a reader and just loves to read. And all of a sudden, she realizes she has this magical power that she can go into the story and meet one of the characters. Ooh, mm-hmm. I think that would be fantastic. Right? And then maybe potentially getting stuck in one for a little bit too long. <gasps> <No>. <laughs> what, what does that look like? Yeah, <laughs> that would be scary. Right? <laughs> That's a good, exciting too. Yeah. Someone like two stories in one, you get that fantasy side of going into the story. But then again, she might do a, a, a firefighter romance one day. Who knows? Um, Ooh, that would be interesting. So many different options. But that would be kind of fun, I think. Yeah, but, that would be really fun. Yeah. So for me, it's, I guess, the whole escapism completely, right? Because it's one of those dragons okay shifters like i said um aliens i'm still trying to get into uh yeah. <laughs> i have friends that like into ten- you know tentacles i'm like okay well, we'll go there some other day not right own. <laughs> yeah i'm like oh, my God. are you having fun are you enjoying it are you good <laughs> like yeah i'm like all right thank you for you girl <laughs> yeah alien romance is fun because everybody kind of writes aliens in a very different way yeah so, you know, some people, their aliens have like, you know, magical penises or <laughs> the multiple penises. Or, yes. Or, yeah, <laughs> all of these different things. Um, I think my favorite thing about writing alien romance mm-hmm. is more the world building, like getting to build like the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's really fun. I had a series last year called Grimalkin Needs Brides, and it was a trilogy about a planet where, you know, it's mail order brides. And when they get to the planet, the guy presents them with a kitten and they have to name it. (laughs) And it's so spicy. It's a spicy book, but it's also a little sweet. And so they, you know, one of the things they have to do when they get to the planet is they have to like take care of this cat um, while also, you know, coping with their new alien lover who only has one penis and no tentacles. (laughs) I just love it that you're like presented with a little kitten and I'm going, <laughs> I'd be fucked. <laughs> I would be like, <laughs> I was like, where are you taking me? As long as there's a kitten, I'm fine. I don't care. <laughs> Actually, kind of. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. And I can name them anything I want. I don't have to go through like approvals or making. Oh, yeah. Be, exactly. I'd... So what would you name your cat? If an oh. alien is your cat. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, see, I like to get to know the, the, the animals before I name them. Um, but I've had, you know, I've had two black cats, one with uh, green eyes that we that I named them Twilight and then one with gold eyes that I named her Midnight. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, and it's funny, too, when I when I first got her Twilight, I was like, not after the books. 
there was something in their eye color that kind of reminded me of both those times and also yeah. the being the black cats but i also have like darcy now who is a black and white but very sophisticated darcy and even though she's a girl that name is so not you know yeah. non-gender and then i have snickers because she looks like a snickers bar when you bite into it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all that you know kind of like depending on what they look like and also maybe just to fuck with the, the alien, I may name him something <laughs> that he hates. You know, hey dipshit, come here. Um <laughs> let's go. Who's a cute little dipshit? You are a cute little yeah. dipshit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right. <laughs> I love that. I think one of my favorite things is, and I I play with this in my book sometimes, mm-hmm. people who give their cats people names. Oh. Like I met a cat one time named Helen. I'm like, that is not an appropriate name for a cat. (laughs) Why is your name Helen? That's so weird. Yeah. I've always found that interesting. Yeah. Like, no, you need a cat name. Your name's Peanut Butter. Yeah. Well, I have Nico, but I named him. And so he's one, he's my pit bull mix. And I named him after a character in a vampire book uh, by Laura Adrian. And he was a Russian vampire. Um, who was the uh, arm specialist and he likes to make things go boom <laughs> explosives and it, you know favorite one of my favorite series but also from a character's perspective he was also the guy the guy that blew shit up right yeah. and so everybody was like oh he's explosive he's volatile and violent and pit bulls have that negative connotation yeah. with them but he is the most sweetest ooey gooeyness inside and so was the character he was very sweet and loving and took care Aww. of his people and those yeah. that he loved and nico my nico is the exact same way he's actually non-confrontational he'll walk away so <laughs> that's so sweet yeah so it's just those little things like that those are you know how the personality comes out and or if a character really sticks out I'm like nico yeah i like that <laughs> of course of course it was yeah. unique <laughs> you try you know because i mean it, helen's fine but that's also common yeah, you know, I like it. Yeah, it's perfect. So now that you already are writing the spicy paranormals, the contemporaries, the sci-fi, <laughs> and fantasies, is there a subgenre in romance that you have yet to write in that you're like, ooh, next? So I haven't written any historical romance. And I'm not sure if that's something that I will do, but I have been thinking about it because I've been reading a lot of historical romance. <laughs> and it, there's just so much to learn. And it's it's really just a very cool subgenre. Um, but I went to an event last year um, here in Kansas City called Romance Genre Con. And it, the theme was like historical romance. So there were a bunch of historical romance authors and we played trivia. And I was like, wow, I am really dumb. <laughs> I was like, I don't know any of these words. I don't know what any of these things are. And all the historical romance authors were like, here's eight different names for a covered wagon. And here's 17 types of hats. And I'm like, just you guys are so smart. <laughs> like, I feel like I would need to study <laughs> before trying to dive into um, historical romance. But I do think that would be really fun in the far off future to write at some point. Um, just because there's such a different vocabulary that you really mm-hmm. have to know. That is true. And uh, and it is, I will say, I have a friend that writes historicals and he, it is a lot of work to get oh, yeah. the accuracy because the reader will tell you otherwise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. And, you know, I, I enjoy that with with alien romance, um, because you can just make up whatever you want. And it's real, mm-hmm. because aliens don't really exist. And, you know, I, I had a book um, that one of my first alien books was called Alien Beast. And there was rainbow water. So like the water was layered in different colors. 
of the colors of the rainbow. And I got a review from a reader and they were no. like, this doesn't exist. That's it's impossible. <laughs> and oh. I was like, but aliens don't exist either. And it's, and it's my pretend world. <laughs> and of all but, the things, that's the one that you're going to bust out with. It's not real. <laughs> and it was, you no, know, it was, it was, it was fine. But I think that, you know, like you were saying, with historical romance, readers really do know a lot and they pay attention and they know a lot about specific eras of history. And so if I ever do take that leap, I'm going to spend a lot of time uh, studying ahead of time because I think that's uh, pretty important. No, it it is. The accuracy from that perspective, I think, is important. It can take someone out. Um, Some readers like myself, Victorian era, <laughs> something else era. I, 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 it's a historical, and of course, said, okay, good, I'm got it. Um, yes. Duke, Duchess, okay, good. Arrow, all right. It was sometime in it, the past. <laughs> yeah, the details, whether this is the accurate dress type based off of the, the lapels of them going, that's not me. I'm not going to be that reader. I'm just going to be like, I love that. You know, yeah. but others are, and that's oh, unfortunately yeah. what matters. You could always write, uh, you know, one of those paranormals that jumps back in time for a little bit just to see Ooh. if you actually liked it. <laughs> Hilarious. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Have the hair and bust out. Nope, corsets are too tight. Not going there again. Thanks. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to go back to tank tops. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The, the corsets are not fine. As, as a girl that sometimes dresses up for her Renaissance Festival trips. Yeah. Um, that can be fun. But at the same time, like, oh my God, at first you're like, I can't breathe. You get used to it after a little bit. But then you're like, you do have the best posture though. Oh, yeah. That's, well, that's for sure. For sure, with that corset, but yeah. yeah. Plus, it's a big confidence boost as far as like Renfest. Like, oh, yeah. when I first get for Renfest, I'm like, wow, I look so good. Like, I should look like this every day. <laughs> and then the <laughs> oh. next day, I'm like, no, I just look normal again. <laughs> <laughs> Things are so nice and tight and up. Okay, anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you do dress up for Renfest. Oh, I do. I yeah. absolutely love Renfest. It is so much fun. Um. I usually do like the same cosplay like every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually do like like a pirate outfit with like a corset and a skirt and the boots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year I finally got like a belt with a little bag, a little leather bag on it. So pretty, pretty proud of that upgrade. What about you? Do you change outfits every week when you go or do you have like <laughs> a, a specialty? I know uh, I don't. I usually try. I, here's the thing. Uh, my husband loves them and he's the one that goes full fledged out. Like I have, he has a, uh, uh, mini one night armor, uh, c- costume of sorts. It's a heavy plastic that looks real. Oh, and wow. so the whole suit of armor kind of a concept. So he'll go dress down in that. The last time that we went, I think it was before the holidays to a rent fest, he bought his official chain mail. So now he has a real chain mail shirt. <laughs> so he's the one that likes to go out and get all galled up for him and you know cosplay for it i think i used to be really like it but then i had girls busting out can you take a picture of us and hand me the camera oh, <laughs> take oh, pictures yeah. of him, them with him and i'm like fine whatever <laughs> but i do have a light pink velvet uh princess you know with the bell sleeves yeah. and then the corsets that is almost like a tank top that has the, the tops like the shoulder tops yeah. in purple with the black uh velvet on it and then i have another black corset so i need to get i want to get boots next and then add That's a so skirt cool. those are the two things that i'm looking at for next time and That's fun amazing. yeah and fine enough here in florida we have like a really big one by 
close to Tampa and that's about, and about an hour from Orlando and okay. or where it is. And there's a bunch of other ones. So I'm like, ah, oh, rent fest schedule. Where we come on the weekends? <laughs> but those are fun. Again, kind of like the paranormal, you kind of get transported into time, right? You walk in and you're like, oh, look, beers, lords. And... <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love all of the British accents mm-hmm. and the attempts at British accents and, you know, people being like, huzzah, like, mm-hmm. oh. I just, it's <laughs> amazing. Taste the king's salty nuts. <laughs> Taste the king's salty nuts. And it was like those literally like almonds that were like, I like the cinnamon sugar ones. There were some that were salted. And so they're passing around like, Taste the king's salty nuts. I'm like... <laughs> okay we can do this like, I'll do it. I don't I, even yeah. need to know any more information salty nope. king nuts yep. give it to me I'm here for it I'm like romance entry waiting to happen here <laughs> what could possibly go wrong right <laughs> and I'm that friend that makes anything to a sexual innuendo so I'm busting out laughing oh yeah <laughs> and my husband's like really viv I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah because it's funny he's all like he's all like sort of disappointed in your behavior <laughs> mm. well you know after 20 years uh i think he's used to it and but he still blushes <laughs> when i bust that out of something so it's uh, always a perk <laughs> that's fair that's fair i like that and so for the romance do you get inspiration by like sometimes people watch tv shows or movies or real life inspirations um, where do you get your 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 ideas for these romances so I, for me, it kind of always comes from like a different, different place. So my latest, my latest series I'm ha- I'm writing is called Sweet Nightmares, and it's a polyamorous vampire story. Obviously, I have not, you know, slept with a group of vampires, sadly. So it's not from <laughs> not from real life. But I would be open to the idea if it ever presented itself to me. Um, but for me, I kind of just, you know, I have a lot of different ideas. Um, I tend to start with characters. So in this story, there's a character who she works part-time at a bar. She's trying to find a better job. Everything kind of sucks. And I thought, well, what, what if all of a sudden nothing sucked? What if she walked into the woods, found a group of vampires who are rock stars also, and they were like kind of into her, like what happens then? So for me, I tend to start with random characters and then just asking myself, how would this person find love or how would they handle meeting a vampire or a shapeshifter or a dragon or anything like that? I love that. It's also interesting that you're like polyamorous. I think right now people tend to do the whole reverse harem thing. Yeah. More so. And it's basically the same thing, Um, (laughs) more or less, depending on the dynamics. I think it's the only thing that changes. Don't yeah. quote me on that. I need to do the research more. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but I think I am more open to reading reverse harems when they're in the more in the con- like paranormal side of things versus contemporary. That just makes because sense. I think just because they're more well, no, no wonder they're not jealous or anything like that because that's part of their norm. That's Actually, yeah. cultural. Versus yeah. me now, me like no, <laughs> <laughs> no sharing. Well, and I think. I think when you're writing contemporary romance or when you're reading it, exactly what you said, like a lot of times we compare our real life experiences, you know, oh, if this was me, I would definitely feel jealous or anxious or, you know, I would be annoyed if somebody did that to me. But when it's a paranormal, it's like, well, none of this is real. This is a pretend world. So it's okay to just kind of sit back and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
aside from creating the characters and the world building, is there a particular type of scene that you're like, we're going to get to the good one? And not just the steamy ones, but sometimes I know for some authors, it's like the bantering when they're totally just being real bantery to each other. Do you have that type of scene that you like to write? Favorite scene to write? I, okay, that's, I've never been asked that question before. It's such a good question. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite scene in particular, but I do really enjoy dramatic reveals that are totally over the top. Um, so like with shapeshifters, like I really love when there's a shapeshifter and a human and the shifter reveals themselves, whether it's the guy or the girl and the mm-hmm. other person is like, yeah, I know. Like, I really love when the shapeshifter like works up this, like, I, I'm going to have to tell them my true identity. And the other person's like, yeah, you're not that sneaky. I, I figured it out a long time ago, but chapter two, I think that is really fun. Um, I, I love writing spicy scenes too. Um, I have a really good time with that. But as far as just like general scenes, I just think that's really exciting. And I always laugh when I'm writing. And so I hope that my readers do too. Um, because it kind of brings a little bit of reality to the story. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you were dating someone and they were like randomly like sneaking out and running naked around the woods, you'd be like, something's off there. <laughs> like, it's, it's not normal behavior, even for a billionaire, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Billionaire, chase sister, runs in woods, gets caught. <laughs> I secret. I'm also a polar bear. <laughs> right? But we live in Alaska. <laughs> or in this case, Kansas, because Alaska does have it. But never mind. Anyway. Fair. Fair. So what about you as a reader? Um, do you have a favorite kind of scene that you enjoy reading? Like when you're like sitting like in your, you know, your bubble bath with the rose petals and the candles lit and your glass of wine. What scene are you like? So, do you have like cameras in my room? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lucky guess. Nose. <laughs> No, that reminds me I didn't need to blow the bubble bath. It has been a while for self-care. But anyways, um yeah, you deserve it. I think honestly, I um when there's really good banter and she's sarcastic and he's just getting frustrated and she's just <laughs> witty back, like not letting him have it, especially when most of their lives the the hero has had it his way or for whatever reason he's the alpha in the pack or he's the sexy guy and the friend or the jock or whatever. Yeah. And every no one's really told him just no you're not that hot and go fuck off <laughs> and he's like wait what and he's kind of like caught off guard and he's like not easing up on it right and i think those yeah. are kind of my favorites when there's witty banter and they're fun and sarcastic probably because i'm sarcastic maybe that's it yeah no i like <laughs> that and it and it's always really fun i know exactly the type of scene you're talking about it's really fun because usually the guy he's just like offended that she's mm-hmm. not impressed with him. Like he's taken aback. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you're not impressed that I'm the captain of the football team and a dragon shifter and my dad's a billionaire? He's adding <laughs> like, all these tropes in there. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have like five. Like, what do you mean? And she's just like, you're not that cool, dude. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it becomes a challenge because mm-hmm. then for the first time he starts questioning himself and mm-hmm. well, what if I'm not that cool? And it's yeah. always really fun. Yeah, making it, having him work a little harder for it and, yeah. you know, the chase a little bit more interesting because it's like, yeah, no, sorry, your 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 goal does not impress me. 
<laughs> your goal does not impress me. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. I don't care about your title either. Nope, nope, nope. But yeah, then like, oh my God, good. you know how to make pancakes? Oh, you know? <laughs> and you gave me a kitten? Amazing. Right? I know, right? <laughs> it's little, I think also through those little things, those little gestures that, oh, yeah. you know, the tucking it at night or making sure that you have the coffee ready for the next morning so you don't have to worry about scrambling and things like that. You know, those little things sometimes that. when those attention to details are like, ah, versus the big, you know, big roses and limousine caviar yeah. and all that fun stuff. I'm like, I just want pizza and ham. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that kind of brings, you know, the reader back to reality a little bit too, though, because I mean, you know, if a guy showed up with a helicopter and wanted to take me on a date, like that's never really going to happen. But somebody could show up with pizza and mm-hmm. wine and my favorite movie and be like, let's hang out. Let's watch mm-hmm. National Treasure. And I'd be like, OK, yeah, for it. totally. I, I, yeah, if the helicopter thing ever happened to me, I would have been like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> do you not know me at all? Do, does, does this does? No, I don't do roller coasters for a reason, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny yeah yeah that's again one of those moments where you're like what you're not impressed i'm like no get the right beer though that i like yeah yeah like you remembered my coffee order like yes yeah Mm -hmm. those little moments and and i think it's when i when those are also two of those little details when they're Mm -hmm. in a book and the 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 uh, the opposite one that's getting the details you know given to them get a little bit like oh they remembered (laughs) Like yeah. that at all. Those and then they start adding up in that fall. Like I'm also good with a slow burn. I, I'm fine with insta love, specifically more so in paranormal than anywhere else. Yeah. But I also like that slow burn where they're like getting to know each other or, and they're like, Oh, you like this? I'm like, yeah, no, I don't like that. Uh and, and things like that. So Yeah, that can be really fun and, and very satisfying when they mm-hmm. finally do get together. Yeah. You're like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you want a slow burn, Vivian? Yes, but still, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, You're going to be fun at Denver. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I know. I can't wait to meet you. I am super excited. I think we're going to have a really good time. Yeah. Um, It's uh, for the listeners, the Readers Take Denver events happening March 30th through April 2nd. And she is one of the authors that's going to be there. um, Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. I can't wait. It's, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun event. Is What are you looking forward to the most when it comes down to this convention, you know, as far as signing goes and things like that? Okay, yeah. So I, my favorite thing is just getting to meet other people who love books. So when I meet people at events, whether it's other authors or it's readers and, you know, whether they've read my books or they have no idea who I am, I just love getting to talk to people who like books and, you know, for me, I feel like a lot of times in real life, when you meet someone, you're like, oh, I like to read. They're like, well, that's lame. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's really cool, actually. <laughs> um, so when you go to events like this, especially this one's going to be big. So I think it's, it's going to be really cool. Um, just getting to walk up to literally anybody and be like, what's your favorite book? And they'll give me five. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that's really cool. What about you? What are you most looking forward to? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. I like... When I so from this perspective, um, having talked to you guys, I like finally getting to meet you guys, and I sometimes do the, you know, just kind of go up to your table and like, hey, and they're like, oh hi, how are you? And they and, they, and you guys have no fucking clue who I am, um, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, then I'm like, it's Viviana, and then they're like, uh huh, still no fucking clue. 
I'm like Enchantress. Aww. Oh, oh, yo, my God. You know, it's like like everybody kind of knows me more so as Enchantress of books and uh, or they're growing out with the blue hair. Um, so now I'm also thinking, should I change the color just to spice things up a little bit? <laughs> just to taunt the authors who don't recognize you with your new purple hair. Right. <laughs> no, but it's just one of those just meeting you guys and kind of having that connection, especially when even with uh, you know other readers that you are online yeah. all the time, you know, chatting one thing or another. And if the author and I are, have, have a bit of a friendship going on where I'm like, I'm reading the book and I'm like, girl. I'll send her the text. Really? One more time. You're going to make me wait another chapter. And they start laughing. Like, they're like, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they're all mean about it. Yes. You know, I had one that was busted out with dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, oh, you bitch. Love you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like, this is just mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, and just getting the author's signature sometimes for the books that I love. Because um, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and, you know, the ebooks. But when I really love a book, I have to have the, the actual physical copy. So I'll buy those and I'm like, sign per favor. And they're like, really, Viv? And I'm like, you just sign it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Please sign my Please. book. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's going to be lots of fun. There's a bunch of panels going on. There's a bunch of narratives that are going to be going. I'm just kind of seeing everybody. Sometimes just watching people have fun. Okay. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, it will be their their first event. And for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, it'll be their first event, like post COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know it's the first year that this is happening in Denver. So it's just a lot of firsts. And Mm -hmm. I think it'll be be a a really good thing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's my first time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be gentle. Yeah. We'll be gentle. Yeah, just a, almost okay with also a little bit of aggression this time. Um, <laughs> but uh, so if someone Some has, people like it rough. Oh uh, yeah, hey, people all have no kink shaming here. <laughs> but that's also what I love about these kind of events is that there's something for everybody. So we do have you know the the sweet sweeter romance stuff. We do have the darker romance. We have the paranormal shifters yeah. and all this other world building kind of a thing going on. And there's a bunch of mystery thriller authors too that are going so. For those that never thought about thinking into wanting to read thrillers and mysteries, now they have a great opportunity to discover someone new and vice versa. Who knows? We'll have some yeah. thriller mystery people wanting to read romance. So Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of vampire books, so they'll have a lot of choices. True. So if someone has never read your books that is going to this event, what's that one book that you're like, that would be a great start for them to get into this, you know, Sophie Stern book? So I think I'm going to name two, even though you only gave me the option to choose one. Um, Sweet Nightmares, which is the polyamorous one. If someone wants to like dip their toe into like a group relationship, it's really funny. It just came out and it's my favorite thing I've ever written. So that would definitely be the one that I would say. It's got vampires and biting and it's very spicy and there's a lot of adventure. And, you know, the main character has a best friend who's always looking after her. But my second one that I would say is called The Polar Bear's Fake Mate. It's actually free on all retailers right now for anybody who wants like a digital copy. So feel free to go download it after we talk. <laughs> and um, that's that's one where it's a billionaire polar bear who has to get married. So he has to get into this fake relationship and he doesn't want to tell the person he marries that he's a polar bear. So he has to keep it a secret. Hmm. 
Yeah, because I mean, why share all your secrets when it's just a fake marriage, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You gotta play, like, your, play your cards close to your chest. Yeah, he doesn't need to know that one of the more bigger pieces of your life. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So yeah. yeah, I will make sure to include the links to both of these. Um, oh, thank you. On the on the post, so people can easily grab. I try to make things easy for everybody as much as possible. That's super so, sweet. I yeah. love that about you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Of course. So the other thing I do love doing with my guests, aside from chatting and getting to know you guys better, is playing the game of two truth and a lie, where you tell us three things about yourself and we have to figure out which one's a lie. Um, and you guys are good. You guys are good <laughs> liars. Uh- <laughs> what? How dare you? <laughs> I you're good creatives. Let's just be nice about it, I guess. <laughs> okay. So what are your three things? Okay. And then after I tell you, are you going to guess? Yes. So you're going to tell oh. me all three and I'm going to try to figure out which one's the lie. And I really, okay. and I always say we, cause the listeners are playing along. You guys are okay. playing along, right? Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> so number one, I was in a Barbie commercial when I was a kid. Uh, number two, my very first book that I ever wrote was about polar bears. And number three, I got married one month after I turned 18. This is where I say you guys are all tricky little bastards. Um, <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> what I've learned is in the details. You could have been in a Barbie commercial as a teenager, not as a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. So little, those little things. Okay. It doesn't have there. to be. You could have gotten married right after your 18th birthday, but it could have been two months instead of one month, you know? So all those little things. It could have been a polar bear book, but it could have just been a, you know, a calendar. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody know. knows. Secret. Hmm. I'm going to say that the lie is the polar bear. No. Mm. No, the lie, was too- was the, the lie was the commercial. I've never oh. been in a commercial. Never at all. Not just nope. the Barbie part. Oh, okay. See, nope. that was a good one then. <laughs> no good commercial. One. But maybe, you know, after this, I'm like, well, maybe I am a good actress. Like, maybe yeah. I should try to yeah, and we have to do some stuff for like for book conventions and stuff. <laughs> See, I thought the polar bear was because it was too obvious. Like, really, her no. first book ever, polar bears too? Come on, no. I know, I know, and you know, I did not plan to just talk about polar bears <laughs> the whole hour. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm you're like, good. Yeah. Well, it's great setup, by the way. Completely okay. threw me off, so you're good. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Sneaky. Well, so, I'm interesting. I'm interested to hear, you know, how many other people guess that. Guessed it, yes. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll let us know in the comments and in the on social too. media. We'll have to ask. So which one got Sophie's lie correct? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not. I did not. You know what? Nobody buy her books. <laughs> yeah, but she writes sexy vampire stuff. I want people to buy your books. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I do like the sexy vampires. Yeah. <laughs> And, I, and you're super sweet. So, yes, I do want them to play your books. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So here's a good question, too, for you. Um, you're always obviously writing with words and using words and around the words because not only as an author, but we talk with words. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite word? Not just a curse word, because that's the second part of this question. Ooh, a favorite word? Yeah. Um, oh, I love the word bite. <laughs> bite. Okay. I love it. I absolutely love that word. Mm-hmm. Okay. maybe i should get a tattoo that says right come up with a good logo for like a good bite like kind of a for you like that. yeah do you fun. have a favorite word oh um is it sophie 
Well, it might be now. <laughs> <laughs> it might be now totally crushing on you, but no. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Good question. I, I think uh, for me, the there's a lot of words, but also there's the, because I'm bilingual, yeah. there's certain things that are just in Spanish comes up versus other things. So I have to think about that. It's a good question. I love that. And that's actually a really good point. Um, so I speak Chinese and oh. it's, it's the same thing. I don't speak Spanish, so I can't really compare, but there are certain things that like in Chinese, like the mm -hmm. word doesn't really exist in English. So I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like wait a second, how do yeah. I, how do I trans? Like, what do I do? Yeah. So that's, that's a really good point. That's a really interesting problem to have. Yeah. Does, do you ever get caught in that moment where you're like English, English, and then poof, that word does not come in your English, but it comes in that other language. Yes. Oh, I do. So frustrating. I do, do that. Oh, and then you get stuck. Like, how do you say that? Like, I'll be like, all of a sudden it's, I'm, I'm speaking all Spanish. And all of a sudden the word is fence. And I still like, <laughs> what's the word in Spanish for fence or the other way around? I'm like, ah, so yeah. That's so cute. And people around you are like, what? Yeah. What's happening over there? <laughs> They're like, what? what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, you know, the it? thing that stuff, stuff things from going. <laughs> <laughs> La cosa es, um, but so what's your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> she was on that one. <laughs> and that's like, I thought these questions were supposed to be hard. <laughs> ah, well, so from a bilingual perspective, how does that translate? Do you have like a, a, a curse word that is, you said Chinese? I don't really think that I do. I spent a couple of years living in Asia, but a lot of times people would just cuss in English. Mm. so it was actually kind of funny because I have kids and you know they'd come home and they'd be like hey what's this word mean I'd be like how did you learn that word because <laughs> they hear people cussing in English I was like all right <laughs> what about you do you have a favorite like curse word in Spanish or English or both oh yeah well it's uh in, in English I think you know the word fuck I can use that as an adjective not a pronoun um if I'm really really pissed off uh cunt comes out and i know it's oh, not yeah. a, but that kind of tells you how pissed off i am at that person <laughs> if i'm busting out that like, she is such a fucking cunt <laughs> then you know like oh she really fucked up yeah for a bit to say that um and in spanish i think it's a, a little different like because of the way that uh from, from a conversational thing in spanish sometimes we tend to put a lot of words back to back in the long run on sentence so okay. the curse word itself could be just a bunch of different curses all at once, but how it's said to is 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 the emphasis. But oh, yeah, there's like like shit is just like shit, right? But in Spanish, it's like mierda, you know. Ooh. So you can kind of do the the uh, pronounce the mierda on the on the mierda, you know. So there's different little things depending on how frustrated you are. Uh, those are things. The difference is sometimes in the being the different words in different languages. It just, it? Yeah, it stays says it differently. Yeah based on the emotion mm -hmm. and it so. sounds so pretty when you say it like <laughs> as someone who doesn't speak Spanish I'm like oh I think you're complimenting me <laughs> like what are you saying you sound really oh, nice <laughs> again it's that whole thing like you, you know when you're saying it to your dog and you're doing it in that tone of you're such a cute little stupid little fucker yes you are <laughs> um in Spanish too it's like you know can call someone if the tone's and I try not to do that in the different languages, knowing that people don't always speak it. But it's happened to my husband who is, you know, light hair, hair, light eyes. He's a Spanish teacher. People will come to me all the time and we were dating and bust out with in, in, in Spanish. 
damn, he's sexy. Oh, what have you guys been doing? And I'm like, did I forget to tell you he's a Spanish teacher? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he <laughs> Spanish. Yeah, yeah. And of course they would go like bright red. That's <laughs> so like, cute. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> it was fun. It's <laughs> still fun, right? He's yeah, still it's fun. still fun. Yeah, they would come to me because I, you know, I have the darker hair and, and the darker eyes. And so then people come to me, talk to me in Spanish automatically in Miami, and then they'll come to English and him. And I'm like, dude, really? I speak that's it. Funny. I butcher it. But, you know, he's the one that's more, you know, proficient in, in the language. I always give him anything in, in, that I have to read. I'm like, can you just read it to me, please? Aw, that's these. so nice that he helps you, though. It's teamwork. Yes, <laughs> it does nice. It would take me a long time to read a paragraph in Spanish because I sounded okay. out like a five-year-old. Los pollitos dicen pio pio. Oh, pio. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's super cool that you both speak Spanish, though. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, he loves languages. I mean, he also loves Italian and he's, you know, doing more to learn that. I, I, okay. I can understand it, um, the Italian because of the Spanish. Same thing with some of the Portuguese. I can oh, understand nice. that because of Spanish. That's really but. cool. Yeah, it's fun. It can be fun. But um, people are always like, oh, so what books do you recommend in Spanish? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> I refer them to my my uh, Maciela, who is a Spanish speaker, but also a, a narrator and a production company that does stuff in Spanish. And so I'm like, okay. to her. <laughs> yeah. if this book is, is available in Spanish, then that book. But if you're looking for more specific Spanish stuff, no, 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 go talk to her. Uh, she is the, the my go-to girl <laughs> for romance in Spanish. That. Yeah, yeah, it's fun cool. stuff. So before we go, yeah. what do you have working on next that you can share and what's coming up next for you in general? Ooh, um, so I talked a little bit about my vampire book, Sweet Nightmares. Book two just came out and now I'm working on book three mm-hmm. and I like can't stop smiling because I'm just having such a good time with it. And I love like every book that I write, but this one, it's just like, it's really satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. And so- I've just been having a really, really great time. And I think part of it's because there's five main characters and not just two. Mm -hmm. So I can really explore a lot of different like storylines and personalities and, you know, different experiences and different spicy stuff. So I'm having a pretty good time with that. Cool. So with the five main characters, that means that we're going to get five different books, one for each character or? So right now there are four planned, but I will probably do more. Because I have a feeling that I'm going to get to the end of the fourth one and I'm going to be like, nope, we got to keep going. I got to find out what happens next. I'm invested. Says the actual author. So, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. You have your own little dun dun dun. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a delicious surprise for everybody. Yeah, I love how excited you are about that series. That's definitely one that um, I'm going to be picking up just because you're so excited. Aww. I love it when authors are excited about something. Sometimes you can tell that they're writing and it's fun for them versus, yeah, yeah okay, I kind of have to do this. And it, it was fun, but now I'm like, ugh, yeah, dragging and things bad. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. Deadlines are not fun. I understand oh, yeah, that. I totally understand. But you're so, so like, you're so excited. I mean, there's this energy about it <laughs> when you talk about it. So I'm like, sweet nightmares, here I come. Oh, <laughs> I love that, <laughs> you. that means a lot to me. Because, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, as, as authors, we love creating stuff. But when other people get excited. It's like very validating. But it's yeah. also like we can kind of fangirl over it together. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that the main character did that? What the hell? 
Yeah, that's also fun too. And, and that's where I think when you guys have like the reader groups or you guys get together oh, yeah. for conventions or, or when you have that relationship because you're open to having your readers, you know, send you notes on social media and having the, I am just on chapter five, girl, really? You know, when those <laughs> moments are like that, I, yeah, I'm one of those fans. I will probably be sending you DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'll send you an email. Honey, really? <laughs> Dear Sophie, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and her and reply like, in Spanish. Me. I'll be like on Google Translate. It's just the good shit with bad shit. I don't know. Plus, <laughs> you end up being a villain on one of your stories. No, <laughs> never, never. So it could be the sexy long lost cousin who comes to. Mm. you know tell the vampires there's a terrible problem happening in a different city no and what's her name Viviana? (laughs) (laughs) mysterious (laughs) (laughs) and she's married to a spanish teacher whoa (laughs) well remember it's 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 uh it's uh you know not real so you can totally make me single He's a shifter who happens to also be a Spanish teacher. Maybe then that would be okay, right? Okay. You could be married to it. It'd be like you're married to a polar bear. Yeah. Like, no, I wanted to be married to a vampire. Sophie, this was your chance. Make me happy, lady. Come on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you. So- Dear yeah, Sophie, right. I thought we were friends. I don't love you no more. Bye. <laughs> Nah, that's not going to happen. I'll just go up to you in Denver. Like, so about that book. <laughs> about, about the book, Sophie. Yeah. I'll go up to you afterwards saying, okay, so when is the third book coming? <laughs> the fourth one? Come on, who's going to be next? Yeah. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It has been such a fun time hanging out with you. Thanks for being oh, my I guest. I had a great time. Thanks for having me on your show. Like, this has been just really relaxing and really fun and you had so many cool questions and it was just really fun to get to talk to you and now I'm like even more excited to meet you in Denver oh yeah no it's gonna be fun and I'm so excited and again thank you it has been a blast I'm going to make sure that you have to include all of your information and social media wise and newsletters and all that fun stuff so everybody can find you over at the main landing page at Viviana Enchantress of Books and everyone until next time happy listening thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Michelle Bastard, Brandy Schmidt, April Branson. The audiobook loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.